working uh, for a month in Switzerland at a hotel where I did everything from housekeeping to like being at the front desk to room service and internship at a smaller company I personally feel is far better than a larger one if you can't stop them then help them two things that I felt uh, that were lacking uh, with my experience at Shabang everyone welcome to the breaking uneven podcast we love to talk shop uncover the beauty of failures and play a few games today we have ashay shah with us uh, the founder of django digital from his college and internship days itself ashay was headed into the world of advertising and marketing out of college he went straight into the anm world at shabang where he paid his dues for just about 4 years before starting django digital Side note, he also did a quick little internship in hotel management in Switzerland. So, Ashay, did we do justice to your introduction? <laughs> yeah, hi, thanks for having me. You guys really have done your research, so you know, I'm I'm quite impressed that you all know so much about me. We know as much about you as you put out on the internet. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. It's all updated on my LinkedIn, so yeah. we love a good well updated linkedin because it makes yeah. our job much easier much easier <laughs> true 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 definitely and we want to learn uh, about your journey that's not on the internet so that uh, we get to know your true journey um, yeah. but to get started we have a quick uh, little game for you uh, to learn more about django digital so um now you might know this because you've researched the podcast uh, but basically we're going to play the twitter pit challenge Yeah. Twitter is known for its 280 character limit on every tweet which makes it a little difficult to convey your thoughts. Uh it takes about 20 seconds to speak to 80 characters and we're going to transfer that challenge to you which is to explain to us Django Digital in 20 seconds but it's not that easy. You also need to use one emoji and one hashtag in your tweet. Got it. Got it. Got it? Yeah. So, whenever you're ready, I will start your stopwatch. Three, cool. Two, one, go. Cool. So Django is basically um, a digital media agency that uh, likes to work with challenger brands, but is kind of open-ended in that sense, where it also works with a lot of uh, uh, you know already established brands, where a young workforce, um, mainly comprising of Gen Z and millennials, so. our thoughts are super fresh is what i like to believe and and we have something uh unique in terms of creative thinking that i i don't think a lot of other agencies have so uh my emoji would be um money the money flying and my hashtag would be you know challenge up i guess because i personally love working at challenge up brand yeah okay so we've already understood the first thing about your personality your one of those people that likes to you know create a whole thread of tweets because you went over 40 seconds <laughs> oh damn my bad but yeah i am i i could i could be that person although i don't <laughs> as much but yeah uh you don't use twitter as much that's why yeah. no worries so to get started uh with your journey we must ask where did the uh, grand swiss hotel come into the picture like how did you end up there so i think after right after the 10th grade i did a bunch of internships i even interned with my father to understand if i can truly work with him 
for about six months and i i don't think i could work in his industry i think as a uh, you know as a partner you would have been good fun to work with but i just didn't see myself there so i kind of started exploring a bunch of different industries i thought i had an inclination towards uh, hotel management so therefore i tried working uh, for a month in switzerland at a hotel where i did everything from housekeeping to like being at the front desk the room service uh, to taking tours uh, um, you know two different places it was a lot of fun i think the experience was great it was uh, it shaped me a lot better but i i didn't see myself doing that and through the course of the next 5 years from the 10 to the till i graduated i did a bunch of other internships so i worked with leo bonnet for a bit on the malbro program the infamous malbro program um apart from that i worked with a couple of other startups like gyan exchange um soundrot uh, which was in the music festival tourism space gyan exchange was a platform for teachers and students so i got um, you know i i got a lot of knowledge from these different internships and i also understood what i liked and what i didn't like and i started doing my advertising course in hr uh, with uh, rajeshree ma'am so i think that was sort of the tipping point where i realized that i think i kind of like advertising and marketing and therefore i must pursue it more so that's where it all started and uh, i think my first job was uh, i i i think i believe that i was super lucky to have uh, my first job at shebang because i saw growth that i wouldn't see anywhere else um and uh, i saw leadership i i wouldn't necessarily see anywhere else so i was working very closely with the founders and that kind of uh, you know that kind of helped me take the next step um which was essentially jango um yeah i think like the environment that you are in during internships and jobs are so important because it kind of defines like your next step or the trajectory of your career really and yeah. um you've mentioned like you've worked at multiple internships before like your first job or like before you started jango and they've yeah. been either large organizations or smaller ones So yeah. can you tell us like what are the key differences between these uh, internships and more when it is uh, a large one versus a smaller company like what yeah. were the learnings that were different between the two Yeah absolutely so i think um uh, an internship at a smaller company i personally feel is far better than a larger one and i i guess a lot of other people will agree with me simply because you have to you know play a lot of roles and therefore your learning curve is a lot steeper so um working at smaller companies made me more well rounded i i i got into uh, uh you know a bit of everything so uh, it wasn't just marketing it wasn't just uh, cold calling or cold emailing it was also understanding the business servicing the uh, customers that uh, that each of these companies had um and doing a lot of uh, even understanding finance uh, to a certain extent so i think it it was it was a superior experience uh, working at a larger company was also fun because the team was a lot larger um but uh, i i feel that um, you know with a larger team you're also kind of restricted in terms of how much you can do and you'd normally see uh the not so glamorous work coming your way so um while you also see that at a startup i just feel like it, it 
it rather be not glamorous across multiple different uh, touch points than it just being that one thing that you do um, you know at a at a bigger company but what about the resources and exposure like for example at leo burnett right maybe you wouldn't directly work with the cco but being under the leadership of such a large you know cco with a, with with a global name plus clients that are multinationals what about that exposure versus in a startup you are you know a smaller organization you are exposed to more but let's say less of the world maybe i don't know yeah yeah no i think you've got a fair point i i also think that it really matters who you are working with at this larger organization so uh, even if it means that you're not interacting with the cco but your if your immediate superior is uh, is someone you gel with and is someone who really guides you and and acts as your mentor then i think yeah why not i mean um that's great but I, i'm not so sure if everyone has that opportunity and um, i would still hands down recommend working at a smaller uh, agency or a smaller startup where you're working directly with the founders uh, who may have also worked at larger organizations so indirectly you're kind of still getting that uh, uh, you know that benefit of of working at a, a smaller agency but from with the lens of a larger uh, company interesting fair enough yeah. um you mentioned you know potentially having a supervisor who can be your mentor so who has been your mentor in life um in your in your professional life um i think in my professional life i think that the two two mentors i have one is my father i think he has really taught me financial discipline like no one else has or could have so <clears throat> i think that aspect is super important in terms of running a business um also um, running your life right so uh, i think that's a very important life skill that he has taught me uh, apart from him i i i'd also say that uh, harshil was and still is uh, a mentor to me so uh, from all my internships and you know my work experience in general um i've worked closely with him and um, he has sort of guided me in the right direction he has of course um told me what you know what i can where i can improve and what i can do better so i think um, you know i i definitely would consider harshil apart from that yeah of course akshay is also a, a great mentor to me so i've worked very closely with him as well and um, he has sort of helped me uh, improve the operations part of the business so i think that is uh, again uh, very important so yeah i think broadly i'd say three mentors so far um and uh, yeah everything is important i mean all all three of them are equally important to me yeah having like mentors and stuff like that like it, uh, it's important because i think it gives you a third perspective as well right like when you're going through something it's an outside opinion on like what's going on so like at yeah. what point in um like a problem situation would you like reach out to your mentors is it like uh, often or do you like make hmm. up like the decision in terms of what you want to do and then see whether that works or do you go out for advice like how does yeah. it go absolutely so i think uh, you, you know with mentors uh, most of the times they are obviously being very uh, nice people in general but i i understand that and i personally don't always like wasting their time by going to them with a problem so i normally go with a solution that i feel is the right way 
for for me and for the organization and and that's what we speak about and we speak more about the solution and if it is an effective one or not so i think that's the way i would you know typically approach uh, uh, you know problem solving with my mentors nice yeah fair enough i think like um that discussion is kind of important as you said you want to value people's time as well so you're not like um just i guess venting about your problems but more like yeah. seeing whether that like works uh, or not yes we went we went um, right after that <laughs> conversation is over but <laughs> but yeah that's uh, that's secondary <laughs> <laughs> fair enough um so uh then like yeah moving on to your um first job which was at your bank yeah. and you speak highly of it so yeah what was the moment in your time at your bank that told you that you need to um start a venture of your own there were a couple of reasons for that so i think the first one was uh when harshil spoke about entrepreneurship uh at my last year uh, during my last year at shebang um but i had also kind of made up my mind a little before that because my family is a family full of entrepreneurs so my mom has her own business my grandmom had her own business so did my granddad so does my father so does my sister um so i, I don't think uh, anyone has done a job per se except for my sister maybe for a bit but everyone's gotten into entrepreneurship straight up and i feel like i was sort of made of that uh, it was kind of like a value that that i got from my family so i think it came it stemmed from there and then you know this kind of strengthened it when we spoke about entrepreneurship at shebang um right after that uh, i spoke to uh, one of my best friends who works on my partner shivang um and um, we considered it over a period of a couple of months i'd say four or five months and 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 that's how the journey began um essentially uh which is where we said that uh, you know i think it's time for us to start our own thing even if it is uh, you know a, a small setup it's uh, it's it's possible to scale uh, we also felt the agency business at the time was uh, you know was ripe it was kind of uh, i mean getting into it at that time was uh, was great i feel um so uh, all of these things kind of came together to you know to to culminate towards jango and um, we were fortunate enough to also have uh, the shebang founders uh, uh, you know back us up uh, guide us mentor us so it was a no brainer after that We really need to get your family on this podcast and discuss. I was just, I was just saying that. Forget <laughs> the family. I was going to say that you know the my main takeaway from that entire point was we found our next three podcast guests. <laughs> But <laughs> absolutely, um, I'll I'll hit them up and I'll ask them if they're up for it. Although they're all quite shy, but, <laughs> but that's yeah. fine. Our format will our format will put them at ease. <laughs> it's it's quite chill yeah but you know uh, you you said that you had the backing and the and the mentorship of of Harshil uh, and Akshay for that matter but uh how did that dynamic play out right did you tell Harshil that you know hey I want to do my own thing because it was technically also coming from a from a from a speech that he gave a talk that he gave so how transparent were you with him and how did that entire thing play out absolutely i think that's one you know that's um, one great thing about harshil is that he's always 
uh, he's very open he you know he'll have a casual conversation about pretty much anything um so it did uh, it, it did stem from the fact that i you know i walked up to him at monday and said that i want to do this and uh, his his initial reaction was uh, yeah okay go for it um and tell me how i can help um so i think that's that's how that kind of started and um, we kind of worked on you know how we will go about doing this narrowed it down to a specific uh, um, you know format of working uh, where um, we were very clear right that he has his own business to run and now that i will have my own so um, you know everything from the time investment to how they will actually help us um and uh, how often will they help us and um when will that continue till until we are self sustainable i mean um, you know self sustaining rather um so that format was cracked and then you know it kind of just picked up from there um so yeah that was i think a period of about 3 months in 2019 when i quit and um actually it started before i quit and then you know once i quit it it, it kind of became uh, uh, more concrete over a period of time so then imagine that now we're 5 years into the future and you are giving a speech at jango digital about entrepreneurship and there's a young star that walks up to you and they say that hey you know asha i want to i want to venture out on my own and start something how would you react and you know what is the kind of uh, yeah how would you react and how would you deal with it and this is imagine that it's a star right it's someone that you want you've loved you've nurtured and trained i would be very happy for them i mean you can't stop anyone from doing what they want to do so i would definitely extend support wherever uh, possible i also feel that um you know it would really uh, depend on how much time i can also give so we would of course crack that format and then uh, you know but overall i'd be more than happy to help i mean why not uh, if you can't stop them then help them right so uh, it it makes sense yeah fair enough and i think like um, nowadays a lot of people are being more supportive of uh, <laughs> having people like we had the founders of haptic uh one of the founders of haptic on our podcast and their entire culture was all about uh like helping people become entrepreneurs so they were like if, if people ever left haptic it was either to start something of their own or yeah. uh they had like personal reasons like no one ever left for like a competitor and that was the kind of culture they like had So they were very supportive of people starting their own thing but like the culture they had in place was uh, important for them for people like yeah to nurture people into either becoming entrepreneurs or staying at the company full time so i think that kind of culture is now becoming a little more common and people around are adapting to that because like traditional corporates would never be as supportive as you described like shebang and their yeah. founders like how should they not to be for you or like just similarly how swapan was with like his uh, colleagues so yeah. um i guess like bef- when you decided to start something of your own and it was in a similar space as what shebang is like did um like competitors or anything ever like did you ever question that was that ever a reason where like you're like oh i shouldn't start something in this space because it might be saturated like what was your thinking at that point Yeah of course so i i think if your question is about you know what's you know drawing that line between shebang and jango yeah there were there were definitely rules uh to this game that we were playing 
um so um, you know there were things like uh, you know poaching uh, clients or yeah. people was off the table um it was very clear that we are building django and what django is is has to be defined by the people we you know we work with and the clients we um, you know sort of bring on board ourselves um you know yeah. while there is help uh, it has to be you know our vision and no one else's so there was there was never uh, you know the, that thought was never diluted and uh, it was it was always very uh, you know very clear in terms of how we would operate and how they would operate um and and that that really helps also right i mean we don't want to unnecessarily um, uh, you know create any sort of rifts as such to uh, uh, you know to to pause this entire uh, larger thing that we are building so yeah there were definitely rules to the game and at the time django was also very small we were a team of i think what five people at the start um so um, in order to even win the kind of business uh, that shabang had at the time was it was a long journey for us and it is still a long journey for us um uh, and we were very clear at the start that we want to focus on founder led businesses so thereby our you know our uh, our consumer was very different from uh, you know shabang's consumer so there was there was like division as such yeah fair enough that makes sense especially given like you were working for them and then starting something in the same space but yeah. uh, if it was like competitors in general like not necessarily shabang but like just advertising agencies um what like made you want to create something of your own regard mm-hmm. uh, instead of just working for another one yeah yeah fair i think uh, the, so the most important point like i said was doing my own business i think that was one very important factor that i wanted to do something of my own um while there was a lot of uh, competition in the uh, you know in the market and it, it is ever growing right now you'll see uh, a lot more competition in this segment simply because you know the barrier to entry is low and uh, um everyone knows social per se so it's just about who does it better um so there was competition but i feel like the the, the gap that we tend to is uh, you know to work with uh, to work with founders directly um i think that was the gap that we were trying to sort of uh, fulfill um and when we work with founders directly as well i feel like there's there's a whole lot of bureaucracy per se that uh, that isn't there there's no dilution of vision as such um you know you're speaking to a human uh, and you're not speaking to um you know someone else who has these whole bunch of um, rules and regulations as to how to do certain things um i'm not saying that is wrong i'm saying that's also good um and there you know there are there is a, a there are certain companies where it does work with but i personally liked working with founders more because it was more i wouldn't say casual but it was less formal it was more direct um and uh, it gave us the chance to do um you know uh, things that we could normally do with other uh, companies per se okay interesting so tell us one um, you know from your time at shebang now see there are companies in the world that have the best possible employee practices 
and even then you know there, there there's bound to be some employee that's unhappy it's just a it's just a consequence but i'm sure at, you know at your time at shebang you would have thought of something that you wish the company had but didn't uh so give us an example of one of those things that you implemented at jango uh because you now have that opportunity mm this is a tough question um <laughs> uh, well, i mean a large part of of setting up your own shop is to you know bring in certain ideas on you know not just what the company does but what you do for the company um so this is one thing that you felt like needed a change and you you were able to do that i think uh, so i think one thing that uh, i felt was two things that i felt uh, that were lacking uh with my experience at shabang i wouldn't say that it was lacking at shabang per se was uh, my my knowledge of media and influencers um so my partner shivang comes from an influencer marketing background um and therefore the way he would approach influencers was very different from how a shabang would normally uh, do influencers or rather how i would do influencers at shabang um so i think that was one thing that we really do differently um apart from that my media understanding as well um so my my third partner vivek comes from group m mindshare he used to uh, work uh, at mind at wave maker uh, uh basically in uh, new york and uh, prior to that he used to work at vena media so his understanding of media was something that i never got at shabang cuz i was also a part of the uh, you know the solutions team um, and while we did work closely with media and influencers um it i could have learned more um and you know starting jango i feel like that completely changed uh, i know media so much better now um i feel very confident about it and uh, same thing goes for influencers what are certain practices you've built in so that your employees can also continue to learn because see you get you get people that are talented you're also nurturing talent in people so i don't know what is the you know what is one thing that you do so that your employees can keep learning one thing that uh, that we do to so so I, i would like to set some context here as well in our 4 years i'd say roughly 2 years were during the lockdown um so we started in 2019 and 2020 and 21 were the lockdown years per se so uh, we we did not give as much importance to learning and development during those years uh, simply because it was uh, very difficult to scale uh, to set that up and at the same time to you know do your regular work that you are doing um so our our talent strategy at that time was very different it was of course hiring more uh, you know experienced folks um whereas now i think since the last year year and a half we we did have a learning and development officer for some time who would you know really focus on uh training um we built a couple of training modules that we do circulate to every all the freshers who do join us um apart from that we have uh, town halls once in a while but i personally feel that more than all of this it's uh, it's about just um, i wouldn't say throwing them in the deep end but of course doing that and at the same time working together with them because uh, even for me there are a lot of things that are a new learning right so uh, it's just working on it together it's a real hands on experience that i believe would would shape you to 
a better uh, marketer in the future agreed i think like in general as well right like uh, you want to challenge yourself you want to learn new things throughout that's what makes like the work exciting because i feel like once you get in a sense of a monotonous loop it gets a little more like boring or like repetitive so like i think overall in your industry anyway is exciting cuz every project would be different but like more than that i think like you have the ability to then like challenge and throw yourself in the deep end and like learn through that entire process and keep it a little more exciting uh while you work on it so that's like that's cool um but you also said how you like how your co-founders had different strengths from you and that's how you're like brought like your like got together and started jungle so um did you ever consider being like a solo entrepreneur or was it always like doing it with other people i always thought about doing it with other people i i i don't think i mean for me personally i i don't think that uh, I, i'm always you know for collaboration i i love collaborating um and therefore i like doing things with other people because i understand that i may not possess all the knowledge in the world um and and that's why collaboration is very very important um that's how you learn and that's how you grow so even uh, you know even before i um, uh, thought about uh, you know starting jango i would always consult my best friends and understand if um you know if if they were you know onto something else onto another business idea if there's something that we could do together um that's that's what i felt was you know very important in starting jango the, the spirit of collaboration 100% i think like working with people is like definitely more exciting than like just being your uh, yourself on your own but um so are your co-founders and like really close friends so my co-founders are actually we were from the same school um but we weren't really uh, friends in school <laughs> we became friends uh, during college and uh, yeah we're all pretty tight we're all best friends we've been hanging out since a while uh, you know doing a bunch of different internships uh, together separately um, and then we all went into our own different paths um, yeah and and came together eventually <laughs> but yeah it's it, you know it's good to have uh, a friend working with you because you get to share the joys and the failures um there is someone with you at at every step so i think there's a it's a good support system per se in the past we've had uh, you know friends turned co-founders slash co-founders turned friends etc on the podcast and we always ask them you know what is your kind of conflict resolution method when it comes to friendship versus co-founder yeah. <laughs> and tell us tell us one story where it it went bad it was not in a good state and i'm sure there has to be one oh god <laughs> uh yeah i i i get where you're coming from i i think this is a common uh, i mean my parents you know kept telling me that you should never get into business with your friends because you never know what might happen and your friendship will be ruined <laughs> like will be ruined there is no if like it will happen so um it's a, it's definitely something that we uh, you know keep thinking about um we also understand how uh, you know how we should approach each other right so um 
I'd say our conflict resolution game is on point. I mean, there are things that uh, uh, one person may not like, but uh, uh, at the end of the day, it's very autonomous. Like if you feel this is the right direction for Django, then please go ahead and uh, execute it yourself. And uh, if we both agree on it, then, you know, we both work on it together. Uh, so the, in that sense, it is very autonomous. Uh, we don't like shutting down ideas immediately because uh, there might be potential that I may not know of or that Shivang or Vivek may not know of. So in that sense, it is autonomous. Uh, there were one, you, you asked me one time where it, it kind of got a little uh, um, uh I'm thinking about this, but... Uh, I think it's, 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 uh, yeah, so I'll tell you what. So there, there was this one brand that I really want to get on board. Um, but the brand that I want to get on board was not, uh, aligning with the personal values of my partner. And it, it wasn't really, um, you know, it, it didn't really, uh, wasn't something that was off per se in the way we resolved it, but, uh, it was something that we disagreed upon and, eventually one of us has to sort of concede and give in right so uh i think that was that was one one place where it was a little tricky but uh, eventually i mean you have to kind of work together and and resolve it and get over it so yeah cool interesting once you decided to uh become like co-founders was there like a dynamic change in your like friendship or like the co-founder relationship yeah there was there was there 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 was a change uh in the sense that we just don't uh chill together as much anymore as we used to simply because we see each other so much at office um so and also how i am as a person right i i don't like to go out anymore so i'm usually holed up in my house uh doing uh, what i do best which is either lazing or uh, you know, on my system, just researching, watching videos and, you know, stuff like that. Um, but uh, yeah, the, 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 there will always be that slight change in, in, in dynamics. So it's not like we don't hang together apart from work. We do do it, but it, it has become a lot lesser. Um, and also when you're starting your own thing, right, it's very different from when you were friends earlier when you were working. Because um, there, is, there isn't as much responsibility when you are uh, you know, doing a job and you have more free time to, you know, to chill together and you're also not seeing each other all the time. Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah, I was just interested to know, like, whether, like, how to navigate that, like, dynamic change or, um, like, just, like, yeah, what the process is. As, like, Anuj mentioned, like, we've had, like, a lot of founders uh, that that became co-founders uh, with their friends and things like that and as like your parents said I guess like I was also of the opinion to never like mix like business or pleasure so it's always like interesting to see because funny enough like um so Anand and I were friends before we started the podcast but we also had like a different business which we also did with friends so the Whoa, two that... I guess any entrepreneurial stints I've had has been with friends so it's just like funny to see nice nice are you, are you guys liking uh working with each other and how do you all resolve your conflict <laughs> <laughs> uh, no i mean i from i guess my perspective i do obviously enjoy uh working uh, together and stuff and then, like as you said there's always it's fun to have someone else bounce off ideas with 
So yeah. um, we definitely challenge each other's ideas quite a bit because a lot of times we do come from like different perspectives. So it's always uh, interesting to see what the other person thinks and the reasoning for that. And like, and again, at the end of the day, it's like whatever is the best for the podcast is what we want to do, right? Because like that's yeah. the goal in mind. So um, yeah, similar to I guess what you said in the sense that um, at the end of the day, it's what's best for uh, the podcast, but. Yeah, I think like one thing that we do generally is like list pros and cons for idea. Like let like we each ah, fight nice. for idea and then see like so if wow. I know that he's very like passionate about that and he's listed and fought for his idea well <laughs> enough, then I would concede if I think that like okay it makes sense. But the same yeah. way, like I think he does that when I really fight for a particular idea as well. So that's what we do. But yeah, and it's any other conflict oh, resolution. As as you know, as as close friends and everything, um, it can go one of two ways. Right? There are times because you know your close friends' biggest strengths and weaknesses. It could be that in business, those things either annoy you, or you know you start to you just know too much about them personally uh, yeah. to be able to take an objective view towards the business and an objective yeah. view towards what they are doing for the business. Yeah. Versus other times uh, when it works out, which is when you feel like you know their strengths and weaknesses and they know yours and you kind of play to each other's strengths and, you know, let go of each other's weaknesses, which is, I think, the dynamic that Jani and I have now is we know what each other's strengths are and where to let go in terms of weaknesses. So I think that's what, for me, is a deciding factor as to whether it would work out mm-hmm. or wouldn't. And there's no... Um, right or wrong it's just yeah does it happen or does it not happen yeah i think that's essentially what i also meant when i said autonomy right i, I think that's exactly yeah yeah i think that's important that's very important core of it is trust. you trust yeah exactly yeah and it definitely takes time as well right like to come to like this situation at least for me like there was a lot of like learnings that you have to figure out like how to work with the person as well. And that can be either a friend or not. But I think when it comes to a friend, it's a little more like um, tricky. And like, it's not like you don't get agitated with the person. Cause like sometimes it's just frustrating to like, be like, Hey, this is this. like, I was actually talking to one of our other, like from our previous stint. And he was like, during that time, the number of times I must have hated you. Like, it's not even a question. Like we both are like, like, yeah, that was, frustration at like points because when you don't like understand each other properly and then you're like okay but like we're also friends but it's like yeah Yeah. navigating that definitely gets like tricky but like you figure that out through the process and I think yeah hopefully it like doesn't ruin the friendship but I think that's like depending on who you work with for sure for sure I think again just establishing that uh, you know that line between work and fun is very important like what you do after work is you know has nothing to do with work yeah. so as long as that is uh, you know that is something that's accepted by everyone then i think you'll have a great relationship with your friends who are also partners cool so now let's go into your challenges or your achievements with jango uh, we play this game called two lies one truth uh where the idea is that you give us three statements um, amongst which one is a true big moment and two are false statements. It could be challenges, achievements, or a mix of both. That's up to you. We have to try and guess which is the truth. Cool. I have them ready. 
I think it's fairly easy for you all to figure this out. But uh, I'll just I'll go for it. So <laughs> the first one is Django doesn't believe in awards. The second one is Django will soon start working with larger brands. And uh, the third one is Django doesn't have a coffee machine. (laughs) (laughs) You shouldn't have said that this was easy for us because now if I get it wrong, it's just embarrassing. Um, These are two lies and one truth. Yeah, yeah. Two lies and one truth. I think the second one is definitely a lie. Like they want to work a larger organization. Because I think it's more founder... Like, it's difficult to work with the founder when it's like a large organization. I think so. I would cancel that. So mine's between the first and the third. I can actually even cheat on this, but <laughs> no, 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 no cheating, ah, huh, guys. I'll have to answer uh, in the next ten seconds. Okay, just oh, tell okay. me. I'm <laughs> gonna go with option one. I'm gonna go with option one. Django doesn't believe in awards. That's the truth. I'd yeah, I think even I'm gonna go for that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so basically, Jack, I'll I'll go I'll go point by point. So Django doesn't believe in awards. I'd say that is a lie because they, I I mean it's uh, it's kind of like we do believe in awards, but we also know that it's uh, it, it's not a measure of success per se. Okay. So. I think that that's definitely a lie. Uh, Django uh, doesn't have a coffee machine is also a lie. I mean, it's oh, okay. uh, we, do, we do have a coffee machine and Django will soon start working with larger brands is, uh, yeah, the truth. Okay, so like in the la- larger brand, like is the intention mm-hmm. still to work with the founder? Um, so... I think that will never go away, but I feel like if we want to grow, um, it's inevitable uh, because uh, this this space of working with just uh, founder-led businesses or startups uh, from a business lens is not the most sustainable um, and therefore we feel that we have to kind of go in that direction. In the agency model, your true margin lies with larger brands outside yeah definitely yeah. but there's also more there, there's definitely you know that fun element in working with a smaller brand yeah larger ones are the ones that have the budget as well right like to yeah. play around <laughs> exactly. yeah 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 no that so see i told you you shouldn't have said that was easy <laughs> but um yeah moving on to our next challenge uh let's play red flags uh, we're going to give you three hypothetical situations composed of two things that are going great and one that's not so great, which is the red flag. Assume that these statements are true for you and we've adapted this for you and Django. And then you have to pick which one of these situations you would rather be in and tell us why. So um, situation one, Django Digital has grown to 500 employees. Uh, you're on your way to do a turnover of 500 crores next year. But your co-found- one of your co-founder decides to leave the company. Situation two, Django Digital has just opened a beautiful new office. You are in the process of acquiring a killer new agency. But your clients start to drop off and you can't tell why. 
Situation 3, uh, Django Digital's campaigns are winning awards globally. You have just brought on three crucial investor advisors, uh, but your employee satisfaction rate has dropped significantly in the last year. These are your three situations. Uh, which one would you rather be in? Okay. Wow, this, uh, this is a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd say I'd, uh, I'd be in the third situation. Um, I feel, uh, so, and I'll tell you why also. Um, I personally don't want to grow to a 500 employee company uh, ever because I feel like, uh, or, or to reach a turnover of 500 crores in any year, any given year, because that, that's not the size we want to go after. Um, and we're not chasing scale uh, at the moment, at least, or we never set out with the vision to, to chase that kind of scale. Um, so I would never be in situation one. Uh, situation two is, uh, again, um, you know, I feel like why I didn't choose situation two is because, uh, simply because, uh, the, the reason for you to not know why your clients are dropping off is scary, right? Because there's, you know, I feel like that is very important for, uh, for someone to understand, uh, why the agency is working or not. Um, so that red flag is a big red flag to me. Situation three is, is still manageable, right? So you are doing good work. Okay. You have brought three new crucial investors, advisors, right? So, um, there is, uh, going to be more solid mentorship. There's going to be more guidance. I think that is very important because these people may also come with a lot of experience that Django necessarily doesn't have. Um, like I said, we are a fairly young agency. Our average age is probably 24 or 25. So the one thing that we lack in this anyway, young industry is experience. Um, so I think that will really help strengthen that. And the red flag is of course, very, very, uh, uh, you know, important employee satisfaction rate is, uh, is something that every agency is striving to do better at. Um, I still think that that is manageable, uh, wherein you know, you do have conversations with these different people to understand what is, what is it that they want? So why I chose situation three is also because I feel that that red flag is the most manageable one out of all, uh, all of the other situations. And, uh, yeah, of course uh, the green flags may say, I already told you, I situation one is not something that, uh, that I aspire to be personally, at least. That's a uh, very interesting, uh, in the sense that scale is something that you're not, or this kind of scale is something that you're not, uh, focusing on. So like, yeah. what would be your main focus then? Like, what is something that you are, uh, looking to grow? Um, I think we just want to do, I think we just want to do different work and most of the times we don't get the opportunity. Uh, given the, the various dynamics and also uh, because we are also scaling up, so it, it kind of takes time to get there. So f for for me, at least, I feel like we want to do creatively satisfying work, which doesn't mean that we win awards, but it means that, you know, um, the clients are happy and uh, there is a positive outcome from it. Um, so I think that's, that's, that's how I look at... Uh, you know, at least success for Django. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's really um, cool in the sense that 
uh, it's very rare when we play this game that like people switch on green flags to be red flags. It's happened, but it's rare in the sense that a lot of, like for the green flags to not be as attractive, and it's always interesting to see that more because uh, yeah. it like you learn about the um, founders thinking, right? Like, why is that not necessary? Yeah. What is traditionally wanted? Why is that not? something yeah. that you're working towards so it's sure. cool how you're like breaking that model thanks i think it makes another point which is what is it that the industry media etc capture right they capture this company is it this much turnover this company now has these many employees you know they of course capture awards as well which is one of your goals but it's not one of your main goals, as you said, it's important, but it's not a measure of true success. So it's, it's more about what success is to the outside world is in at least what we've seen through red flags is quite rarely what success is to a founder, to a founder success is purely, listen, this was my vision. So whatever the outside world might say or do, this is still what I'm working towards. I don't care about the headlines. So it's, it's just always fun to see where that stems from. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's also, I mean, why I, you know, one of the reasons why, and we keep talking uh, uh, amongst each other, like my founders and I, uh, my co-founders and I, where we we talk about operating at a certain scale and, um, you know, doing 500 crores of business uh, annually is is no no joke per se. So even if even if you want to do 100 crores, there's so much that goes behind it. And I, uh, I also highly value my work-life balance um, and I, I love my Saturdays and Sundays to myself. So I I, I don't see uh, that happening if you're scaling so fast and at such a scale. And uh, I, I think any founder who wants to scale that fast will say that um, or rather will have that hustle mentality, uh, which is not to say that we don't have it, we do, but it's... Uh, it's not something that we ever think about as much. Like we don't want to, you know, keep going at it. We want like, a, you know, a good life to lead. And at least I want a good life to lead and have that work-life balance and, uh, you know, also enjoy what I'm doing. Fair enough. Cool. Let's go to our last segment, which is the rapid fire. Self-explanatory. Um, quick questions, quick answers. Cool. And we'll start now. So how many days of leave have you taken in the last year? Uh, about 25. Very healthy. Good. So you're already working towards the work. Yeah, in the balance. last year. About 25, yeah, leaves. Not bad, not bad. Yeah, you could uh, actually, how... you could say, I mean, 20 leaves because there's always been work on holidays. Uh, hmm. But yeah, it's it's healthy. It's not like I've... Uh, it's still quite healthy, visit. yeah. yeah. How many clients did you already have before you started Django Digital? Uh, none. No clients. The reason why I ask that is because generally a lot of you know agency founders have yeah. probably already found a few clients before they start. Yeah. It's kind of like a risk mitigating correct. factor. Correct, correct. Yeah, but for us, none. Yeah. <laughs> what was your biggest sacrifice to make Django Digital possible? My biggest sacrifice? So I'd say... Uh, at the start, my personal time, uh, there was a lot of investment in, 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 in Django in terms of how much time my partners and I put in. So yeah, I would say that. Fair enough. 
what has been your favorite project with django digital um till date uh i'll name a few one is society t because i love the content that we do for them and i love working with the 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 founders and uh the marketing team over there the second one is this brand called spike which is a hard seltzer brand that we launched recently um and we've done some very different work for them um um which you wouldn't normally see so i was kind of proud of that um so i'd say these two brands so far i've enjoyed working with fair enough what was your most uh, embarrassing moment ever at the office uh <laughs> last year at the offsite i'm terrible at public speaking i was very nervous and it was very evident uh, so i'd say that moment was uh, a little embarrassing for me but i'm i'm you know kind of working on myself to get there eventually and also because it was the first time i met all 75 people in one place uh, prior to that there was the lockdown and we didn't really get the chance to meet everyone um so yeah i mean it's 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 uh, it's a good place to showcase your vulnerabilities amongst your own people yeah. it also tells your employees that listen even i'm human only so yeah i, th- I think that's awesome yeah um one time that you felt like you let django digital down i think uh, there were uh, there was one client that i really wanted to retain and um, it just wasn't possible no matter how much i tried and i feel and that was a very big line for us so, so it was a massive drop in revenue that year um so i felt that i kind of let jango down at that time um where i couldn't you know stop them from going essentially interesting uh waffles or pancakes <laughs> pancakes pancakes ipads or notebooks ipads ipads uh what is the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning coffee coffee threads or twitter threads favorite so and your favorite social media i am only saying threads because i don't use twitter much <laughs> if i have to choose it by virtue of like the founder then i would definitely choose uh, twitter because i really <laughs> like elon <laughs> elon bhaiya <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. um, what's your favorite social media otherwise i uh, have I, i'd say instagram but i don't use it much personally i barely post i use it more to consume content um uh, but now i actually have started liking youtube a lot more because it's far more informative the shorts and the long form hmm. uh, so i actually i spend most of my time on youtube now interesting we have i don't think we've had youtube as an answer yeah. before interesting so anyway that concludes the rapid fire segment bringing almost bringing us almost to the end of our conversation uh at the end of our conversation we ask every guest to ask a question for our next guest so first okay. we'll be asking you your question okay uh, and then you'll be asking a question to our next guest nice. neither knows who is who okay so your question from our previous guest is what's the meaning of life according to you wow that's deep Uh, I feel like we went into this existential space about two episodes ago, and we're still waning off of that. <laughs> uh, what is life? Uh, life is. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a such a tough question. What is life? And I'm, I'm too young to answer it. I feel. Uh, but I feel like life is 
life is you know what you make of it you just you know you're living life for what like very short period of time so just enjoy yourself i feel that is and i personally am a i would like to say a happy go lucky person as some of my other tuition teachers have described me as well so i like enjoying life <laughs> and that's what i feel uh, uh, life is all about and having fun can we just focus on the fact that you define yourself not by what your parents or your friends or your colleagues say but what your tuition teachers and there was this one tutor i had who was uh, super fun his name is parashar uh, i don't know if you guys know or have heard of him he was he's quite famous in south bombay but uh, i really respected him actually you could say he was one of my mentors back in school as well um and he would keep telling me you're a very happy go lucky guy and it's a great thing but it could also you know it could also be a problem later down <laughs> so i never i I've always remembered that interesting your t-shirt also says you're a happy go lucky guy it's <laughs> good that's your entire vibe <laughs> i normally wear black uh, but uh, this uh, i have a few like this when i i'm glad i'm glad i'm glad but yeah that's the end of our conversation asha okay. thank you so much uh, for coming on board it was an absolute pleasure having you and i think a very fun conversation yeah it was super fun thanks for having me like i said this is my second podcast but it was a good one like i felt comfortable i wasn't you know feeling uh, awkward at any point so that's a good sign <laughs> <laughs> i think i should do more podcasts now <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, and uh, hopefully we got things on the internet now that Owen's already there, so that should be yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, also, yeah, since you enjoyed the experience, you will recommend us to your father, mother, and sister. <laughs> <laughs> done, done.